0: You all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco. Just about the end of January. And what a January it has been. Oh, la, la. <laughs> I hope everybody's been getting out and enjoying this. Because uh, this reminds me of one winter we had many years ago where Mary and I played tennis almost every day all winter long. It's that kind of a winter. And, of course, great for gardening. So uh, even though I've been so busy, I haven't gotten out in my garden hardly at all. But that's the way life is, you know. I'll get out there soon. Hey, uh, I just want to say hi to everyone I saw over at the Tacoma Home and Garden Show. I didn't give a talk there this year, but I did. uh, I went on the Take 5. That's the King 5 news show that shows at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on King 5. And, uh, oh, was that fun? <laughs> I love going on with that team. I just think it's the best show on TV. But, uh, so I got to work with Chris Cashman, who was just, uh, so fun and so funny. And, uh, so we shot a number of segments over there live at the, uh, Tacoma Home and Garden Show. And that's going through Sunday, by the way. And, uh. The first one we shot at the Olympic Garden, so it's a really nice garden put on by Olympia Landscaping. They put it up, and uh, it's really a wonderful garden. And then we got to hang out in the vintage uh, stuff. I don't know, the vintage section, I guess you'd call it, where they have all this old stuff, and uh, they kind of turn it into, you can use it however you want in the garden. And So I had a lot of fun there, too, but... uh, So it was just great, and I met so many fun people there. So, hey, and my buddy, Marianne Bonetti, is giving a talk there at 3 p.m. today. So uh, if you want to hear a good, fun talk, probably make you laugh quite a bit too. That'd be at 3 o'clock today down there in the Tacoma Dome. And uh, by the way, I came home with a pterodactyl. (laughs) It's just like flying... uh, dinosaur. And it's really cool. It's made out of metal. It was done by Blackwater's Metal. And uh, I really liked it. I thought it's going to look really neat in my garden. But the problem is that uh, Mary's been getting a little frustrated that I keep adding more and more garden art. <laughs> she says that uh, one more piece, i totally over the top, you know, and she might be right. So that's hit out in the garage right now. So how am I going to sneak this great big pterodactyl metal dinosaur into the garden like it's been there for years, you know? This is going to take some real skill on my part. How come I think I'm probably going to be cut off from Brussels sprout casseroles for at least a month after this? (laughs) It's really cool looking, though, and that guy made some really cool dinosaurs. So it's pretty cool. Hey, I just want to let you know I sent in my manuscript for my new book. I'm very, very excited about that. I don't know what the name's gonna be. it's short stories about gardening so and uh, and life also so that's a kind of a different book, but i uh, I hope it's a big hit, but we'll see and uh, so anyway, I sent that in now I gotta do reversion uh revisions let's hope not reversions. <laughs> So, I got to do revisions pretty quick. That's coming back toward me. And I'll work on those like a wild banshee. And, um, it should, the book should come out, I think, sometime around the Flower and Garden Show. Not this year, next year. Okay. So, uh, that will be, that's a ways away, I admit it. But it's going to be a lot of fun when it comes out. I love that. I love doing book signings and all those sort of things. Don't forget the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival. It's coming uh, February twenty through the 24th. And if you want to have some extra fun and you want to see uh the gardens before anybody else does, without any big crowds, you can go to the opening night party. That's th- that supports the arboretum, and uh, that is on Tuesday, February. Uh, it must February nineteenth. So that's a lot of fun. I go every year and just have a blast. Sometimes Mary comes, sometimes she doesn't. So we'll see if she hasn't decided yet if she's going to come. But uh, this year, it's called Mediterranean Dreams. So there'll be music and food all from the Mediterranean region. This should be good. So, and a couple other quick uh, announcements. By the way, I'm flying solo again tonight, uh, today. Oh, la, la. (laughs) And uh, so uh, since I'm doing that, uh, I hope you'll give me a call, 1-Trip-Late- Nine seven three, Cairo, one triple eight, nine seven three five four seven six. And if you call you know soon, you'll be one of the first ones up, you won't have to wait. Okay, uh, let's see. there's a couple other quick announcements. So I've been trying to tell about some of the talks they're having in other uh, you know other areas besides the Seattle area. So Sunnyside Nursery is having a seminar all about berries. And that is, it looks like it's February 2nd, so 10 a.m. So Sunnyside Nursery is a wonderful nursery up there in Marysville. If you haven't ever gone, you'd love it. So if you want to know about berries, that'd be a good one. These are almost always free. Uh, The Byron Nursery in Olympic is having pruning on February 10th, 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. at Sunnyside, too. And then Christensen's Nursery up in Mount Vernon it's having a pruning talk, and that is February 9th at 11 a.m. And uh, if you're interested in uh, growing hu- humongous uh, vegetables, especially pumpkins is what we're always thinking about, then uh, they're having a talk on that. I did, I don't know when it is, but it's coming up now, sometime in uh, February. So you can just go to cisco.com and go to... Uh, uh, to um, links then hit nurseries and hit christians and you can find out when that is by the way at the Northwest Flower and Garden Festival I am going to be there on the Friday all day because I'm doing 8,972 things on that day alright we're going to take a break when we come back uh, Michelle we're going to stick you on the air ok on 97.3 Cairo FM gonna go to Michelle on Whidby Island where it's probably so nice over there today hey Michelle how you doing
1: I'm doing great Cisco how are you
0: <laughs> I'm doing fantastic
1: <laughs> and it is beautiful over here you should come
0: hey well you know we may just have to do that very soon
1: <laughs> okay so I have a couple questions for you today okay. All right, the first one, um, I planted a trumpet vine about four years ago, Uh and it's never bloomed. I've got it facing south. Um, It gets beautiful foliage. It just thrives, but I never get a bloom. So here's my dilemma. I read up a little bit about them, and I planted that vine right next to my foundation.
0: Ah. And, and you're, you're terrified the- it's going to break your foundation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was reading. I thought, oh, geez, did I just do the totally the wrong thing?
0: Well, they th- that's the problem with trumpet vine. They sucker like wild banshees, and I've yet to find one that doesn't do it. And now, I don't think a trumpet vine could ever break a foundation unless it literally is right against it. Because... Uh-huh. Because I've seen them like climb walls in Europe all the time, they have them climb buildings and things, and they are the coolest plant with those wonderful trumpet flowers that hummingbirds die for. but um so I don't think and it's you,
1: not blooming, Cisco
0: yeah, now that's a At, problem. after four years, no that boom. is a problem, so uh <laughs> could it have been planted too deep by any chance? Deeper than it came out of the pot.
1: Well, I suppose that's a possibility because you know, initially I had it in a pot on the deck. Uh, um, you you kind of know where I live, right by Deschutes right. Pass. So, and uh, very heavily forested, so I don't get a lot of sunshine. So I initially planted it in a pot, had Mike build a trellis, and I put it on my deck because that's where I get most of my sunshine. And then I think you and I had a chat and you suggested maybe that's not a very good idea to keep it in a pot which it wasn't cuz it just it just overgrew it too quickly. Yeah. So then I moved it and it's possible that I planted it too deep when I did that transplanting. I mean the the foliage it it's the it's super healthy. Yeah. But worked. it just never blooms.
0: But is it getting very good full sun is it like 6 mm-hmm. hours a day or so or uh oh! Here we go. I would say maybe not. <laughs> You're gonna have to cut down eight or nine trees. <laughs> then this will start blooming for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I. You know they need sun. They hate yeah. shade with a passion. So, I here's what I would do. I tra- I would dig it up. You can do that now, real easy. Okay. And. uh Plant it a little higher. If those roots should start right under the soil surface, you could check if they're right under okay. there. You don't have to do this. I right. would give it alfalfa meal. Oh, okay. It, oh, it'll love that. So you could give you could put one or one or two cups of alfalfa meal, working it in, working into the ground around the roots. And
1: when do I do this?
0: Uh you know I do this in uh, April probably early okay. April. Okay. Yep, and that that boy I'll tell you nothing makes plants as long as they like alkaline soil which this trumpet vine does. Mm-hmm. Uh nothing makes plants bloom like alfalfa meal.
1: Oh. Yeah, okay. so
0: and you could do it again 6 weeks later and okay. uh now, there's one other thing, and that is that if um, if the uh, the vines keep dying back from the cold, then you may not get many flowers because they bloom on what grew last year. Uh-huh. So that can, you know, you don't want to prune them down too hard in the fall, and you, you know, you got to hope that they don't get their little hinder froze off in the wintertime, yeah. but this year that shouldn't have happened, so if so your chance to get flowers are a lot better this year. Even with okay. alfalfa meal. if it's too shady, this could be tough.
1: Do you have a recommendation for what I could replace it with?
0: Well, uh,
1: I mean, I would really like something to go up that wall, but, you know, I think yeah. in the forest.
0: Well, you know what's a really cool plant, but it I uh, could kind of, uh, you might want to put a trellis for it to climb on because it does grab the wall a little bit. Uh-huh. But um the um there are a bunch of different climbing hydrangeas. That, okay. Oh, they're really cool. They bloom like crazy, they love shade. They just uh Ooh. and they're really neat. Now I gotta warn you though, you're gonna plant it and it's gonna do nothing for four years. You're gonna Perfect. be going that dog Cisco did it again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but then it'll take off like a rocket and okay. uh but um but they they have been known to kind of wreck walls a little bit. So, you know, you're married to a great carpenter, though, so you can exactly. get away with this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not listening right now, so he doesn't know what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: yeah, don't tell him about the wall part. <laughs> I won't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, so my other question is, I have... I love hellebores. I, I mean, I just love yeah. them. And so I have a lot of them. And and a lot of them are doing very well. But I have a group that are planted pretty in pretty much deep shade underneath a cedar tree. And I've seen uh-huh. them other places around Deception Pass. People have them exactly the same location that I do, and they're doing well. Mine are always flattened out, in, and I'm thinking, what the heck is wrong with them? So I discovered that it's uh, deer that are going over there and river dancing on top of oh, them.
0: They're oh, not, they're not eating them, are they? Nope. Yeah, because they nope, see. They're just, yeah, they're poison. They're
1: just, yeah, they're just stomping on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I know. So I want to transplant them to get them out of that area. Uh, when would be a good time for me to do that?
0: Normally we recommend it fall, but I think you uh. could do it anytime you want. I would do it right away because they're probably starting to put out new growth now.
1: Yes, they are.
0: Yeah, so I would do it too sweet right away. They're tough. Okay. They are the toughest plants there ever was. And don't be surprised if they come back where you dig them out from. Because really? I've had, a, I tried to get rid of a couple. <laughs> they just are never going to give up. No matter what I do, they come back. <laughs> so, uh, no, they'll be great, and they'll, yeah, that'll be good. Get them out from where the deer are doing those river dance routines. Yeah, you know.
1: well, I have a bird bath over there, so the deer are going over there to get a drink.
0: Oh, really? They and do I that?
1: noticed it the other yeah. day that they're just stomping on them. I couldn't figure out it
0: Ah, uh, yeah, know, yeah. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. the, I think they'll move easy for you.
1: Okay. Do you have an idea for a good replacement there? I'm looking for something that's sturdy. I thought about maybe a Kuba- not the dragon vomit one, but something, <laughs> something, you know, that that's just got a solid green Pick, leaf. I don't know. Do you have any
0: other recommendations? is a gorgeous Akuba. It has dark green leaves and looks like someone took a paintbrush with yellow paint and just shot it at the leaves. Okay. So if you want something big, because that'll get taller, if you want a, mm-hmm. a nice small thing that is mighty tough, Epa medium or Bishop's cap.
1: Yeah, it's, I, you know it I doesn't I do flower much. Cool. Yeah, I do have a couple of those underneath there, and they do very well. I I got a new one at the Flower and Garden Show last year, actually, um, and they they do very well over there. But I was looking for something just a little bit different.
0: So yeah, well, you know, okay. um, hey, I, they may get trampled, but uh, there are some really cool trilliums. I know. Kurabashi, yeah. Kurabashi is worth trying no matter what. It'll cost you 150 bucks, but what the heck's money anyway? Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but uh, Kurabashi and Chloropetalum are these two from California. Oh, and they're hardy as rocks, big okay. red flowers. I, you know, to I, now I don't think deer ever eat uh, them because they're a native plant. You know. So you could try those. Just try to put them where the deer aren't going to walk too much. So, mm-hmm. that's not too so easy,
1: is it? <laughs> Maybe that what I need to do is move the bird bath.
0: That might be the best thing to do. <laughs> hey, by the way, before I because I have to hang up in a second, but I do have a bone yeah. to pick with you. Uh oh! You've turned What'd me into a hippopotamus addict. Oh. <laughs> you have sent me so many cool hippos. <laughs> My whole garden's gonna be full of hippos now.
1: I'm already in trouble for all the other art out there. I know, I know. I heard. I'm sorry. I don't need to be contributing to your habit. You're, you are. Sure. You are giving me. I'm
0: gonna have to go to a AA meeting for hippo now. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. No more hippos. Oh uh, no! No, you can send more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey Michelle, thanks so much for calling. Yeah, I haven't talked to you all year. It's been a real downer, so it's really wonderful to talk to you, Cisco. Hey, same year, Michelle. Okay. Okay. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. Right
0: back. Uh, Tiffany's in here to give you the news, so 97.3 Cairo FM. Boy, this is the time to be a gardener when we get a winter like this. Of course, this might be the way all our winters are now. (laughs) I'll take that as long as we get snow in the mountains. So uh, that's the real key to the whole thing because we got to be able to water. All right, hey, I have all open lines. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six one triple eight nine seven three Cairo. So I hope you'll give me a call, but uh, I did get some emails, so I'm going to start with those. And uh, first is from Lynn, and uh, she basically said, hey, uh, I have a Meyer lemon, and as I understand it, they're pretty darn hardy. I've got it in my house. Would it be all right just to move it outdoors? No, don't do that. (laughs) Hey, it was cold out last night. I... I walked my pooch Izzy at eight this morning, and the ground was frozen. So, uh, no Meyer lemons. I'd say they're hardy into the mid forties, maybe. Even that's risky. Wouldn't I? Don't I don't really want them even going into the forties too much. So, in my opinion, if you've got a beautiful Meyer lemon, they're wonderful plants to grow in pots. Keep it in the house till spring. You know, uh, if, you, if you've if you got it on rollers or it's not in too big a pot, you could move it out on a nice day, but even in this weather, believe it or not, don't stick it right out in the full sunshine. It might burn. So just, you know, put it in a morning sun, maybe bring it back in at night, and uh, oh yeah, your lemon will love that. And boy, they do get... A lot of lemons. I think I had 15 or 16 on one once, and uh, they were delicious. Hey, we're going to go to the phones now. We've got Royce in Piala. Hey, Royce, thanks for calling. Hey, Cisco, how you doing?
2: Hey, fantastic. Long, long time call listener, but never called you before. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> so, hey, I just wanted to tell you something I discovered by accident.
0: Okay. I,
2: um. Uh, we grow zucchini. We make a lot of zucchini bread and all that good stuff. And of course, we grow cucumbers in a little different area. But uh, to make pickles, you have to have dill. So I started planting dill. And uh, slugs always seem to eat the flower end off the zucchinis and get into them and destroy them. Uh-huh. Well, you plant your dill. If you plant your dill in amongst your cucumbers and your zucchinis, you'll never see another slug. No kidding. No kidding.
0: Wow. Now, that's quite a tip. So, dill slugs. Wow. That is really neat. So, you just haven't had any problems? How about snails? No. Nothing.
2: Wow. Hey, that's... It's amazing. It's amazing because the slugs were just destroying our zucchini,
0: you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They can be quite a problem. So, that's really a good one to know. So, uh... So do you have a lot of dill growing around your zucchinis and cucumbers or just a little? Oh
2: quite a bit. I mean a seed packet, I'll take one seed packet and sprinkle it in the like half in each spot.
0: You oh, know? Okay. And how close is the dill to the uh is it right
2: around and the zucchini? In amongst and behind, in, you know, around it and in amongst it. Ah, uh, well, that that grows, is grows right up. It grows right up through it.
0: That is really great. So I, uh, that's a big tip. So plant dill if you got slug problems. Monjing on your cucumber, zucchini, and uh, it yep. seems to really repel the slugs. So that's a good yeah. one.
2: Wow, yeah, it might work with might work with squash too. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, anything that can you know grow big enough so that it gets enough sun in there because you don't want to shade any of those things. So that's the key, kind of keep them just far enough apart so the light gets in there. Wow, that's that's a great tip. I really appreciate it. I got to ask you a question. So, uh, do you do drive by zucchini eans? You know what that is?
2: Drive by zucchini. Yeah, I do
0: yeah so you get up there. they grow too fast, they get too big. so you go to a neighbor's house. I do this all the time. ring the doorbell, leave about four four footers on their front porch, and run. <laughs> Uh, Oh, yeah, you got to do that now. Now that you're keeping the slugs and snails out of there, you're going to have to do it even more.
2: Yeah, well, it's worked for me for
0: at least three years now. Wow. Hey, that's a great tip. Rice, I really appreciate that call. That's fantastic. Okay. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks a lot. So I hope everybody heard that. So uh, Dill seems to repel slugs. Who knows all the different ways we can use that. All right, listen, I'll have time for probably one caller. So if you're the first caller in, you'll definitely get on there. Maybe we'll get two, but you never know on that. So it's uh one triple eight nine seven three five four 973 Cairo. Right back on ninety-seven three Cairo FM. you betcha. Hey, Pat called from Renton, so let's pop her right on the air. Hey, Pat, hi. Hi, how
2: are you? Hey, fantastic. Good, good, beautiful day. Get out there and work a little.
0: Oh, yeah, uh-huh. you're not kidding. Oh, boy.
2: So i got two <laughs> questions for you. All right. Um, the first one is about lawns. Um, it's not too early to lime, is it?
0: No, it's not too early at all. As a matter of fact, this would be really good timing to lime a lawn. Because you know, mm-hmm. the only real, there's two things about lime. One is that to be effective, it has to break down. You're putting stone out there; it's ground up, but it's still limestone, and so it has to break down more to work its way into the soil and do everything. So, uh, so that you know, you want to put it on to give it enough time and let it get beat up by nature so that it's pretty much in there having an effect in spring. So I'd say this is pretty good timing. The other thing is you don't want to ever put lime when you put fertilizer down because something about the lime makes the nitrogen turn into a gas and you lose all your nitrogen in the fertilizer if you lime at the same time that you fertilize so uh, you don't want that to happen because it just wrecks your fertilizer. Doesn't do much then. So this would be great timing because you won't be fertilizing your lawn probably till May. You know, so this is perfect.
2: No, no. Yeah, yeah, because I'm assuming the uh, soil temperature's got to get up above fifty before much happens in the soil. So
0: yeah, and you know, it's an interesting thing is that you know we used to everybody used to recommend fertilizing in March your lawn. Mm -hmm. But now we've learned that uh, when you do that, grass is already growing, going into a really fast growth stage. So if you fertilize your lawn in March, unless you're putting in a new lawn or something that's different, but if you fertilize in March or even early April, it makes the grass grow so fast that, and then we cut it, of course, so it can't produce enough food to support the this uh, rapid growth that we cause by fertilizing too early and the grass actually starts stealing carbohydrates out of its own root system to support that growth that we've kicked it into and so uh, it, it makes the roots come up shallow and that's the last thing we want. So if you wait until the grass slows down, usually just about the start of May, give it a nice shot of organic lawn fertilizer then- then you can keep that nice deep root system that you want on a lawn. So it's the best time to fertilize in spring. So I think liming now would be a really good thing to do.
2: <clears throat> okay, great, cool. Well, I got the, I got the the Accudrop three thousand all ready to go. So
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, well,
2: the other question I have for you is, uh, when are you speaking at the? Uh, at the Farm Garden Show, what are you speaking about? And are you going to do the steal your neighbor's uh, plants, uh, (laughs) potted plants thing again?
0: (laughs) Ah, That's a good description of that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's so funny because Richie, Stefan, and I, we were in the very first container wars together. So for people that don't know about it, you, you have three containers each. At least that's the way it's been in the past. And then you have a certain amount of plants, and you both have to use the same plants, and you do up these containers, and then everybody votes for who are the best. But we both cheat like crazy. We steal each other's plants. Last year, Richie had all these plants hidden underneath his container and started pulling out these great plants. But I kept stealing them out of his containers. (laughs) And you know why I won last year. I went Uh,
2: and paid somebody off?
0: Well, almost. I went and borrowed the ugliest little plastic gnome you've ever seen in your life. It cost eight dollars. Somebody had it at one of the vendors. And I stuck it in his container right at the end. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody voted for my container. So oh it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough contest. So that's Friday, February twenty second at eleven AM. So, and, and that gets humongous audiences, and everybody, they know this is a, a grudge match because I beat Richie the first two times. He's really out to get me this year. I don't know what he's going to do, but I'm going to have to be on my toes. So then <laughs> I'm doing something really interesting. Uh, I'm going to do Garden Jeopardy at 4.30 on Friday, uh, February 22nd. So, uh we're going to have two teams of three people, and they're going to be competing. And I'm going to be Alex Trevek up there, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a Jeopardy game, first time ever there. And I'm just hoping this works. Oh la la! But thank God I've got my wife Mary helping me with this because if I had to organize this, do everything by myself, it would. But we're having a lot of fun coming up with really fun questions. We got really cool people that are going to be our contestants. So um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be at four thirty on Friday. And uh, are
2: you oh are you doing a lecture besides or no?
0: That's all I'm doing this year at the show.
2: Oh, okay. So uh, work to me. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna to have to practice your Alex Trebek Canadian pronunciation. I know right?
0: this. I, I, luckily, I'm married <laughs> to a Canadian, so I get lots. Oh I get to hear it a lot. So, <laughs> but
2: uh, it, it, yeah, this is open all the time.
0: Oh, this is. I'll tell you, this is gonna be a lot of fun. I I think it's gonna be a total blast. And uh, trying to come up with the questions and everything is something else because, uh, you know, they can't be too uh, too crazy. To- <laughs> Hopefully, people learn something about gardening. in This you never know for cool. sure, but uh, so well, I think I'm it's going to be Friday fun.
2: Of the day I'm planning to be there.
0: So oh, good. Well, I recommend that you go to the wine bar for an hour before uh, Jeopardy, <laughs> and then I'll know at least one person will be laughing at my jokes out there in the audience. So. <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: well, hey, Pat, I haven't heard from you for a long time. It was nice having you I call hope. in
2: today. Yeah, I'm working weekends now. So ah. I'm working on the lawn and garden center. So
0: oh, great.
2: Be pumping that line. <laughs> hey, well,
0: that's terrific. And uh, so, uh, all right. Hey, listen, say hi to me when you see me at the show, okay? Yeah,
2: we'll see, you, we'll see you on Friday then.
0: All right, great. See you there.
2: Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.
0: All right. Oh, that was fun. I wonderful to get to advertise all stuff I'm doing at the show too. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if you notice, know but, uh, Marianne Benetti and I are the only two people that have spoke at every Northwest Flower and Garden Show since it started. I think that's 26 years. I, it might be 27. Oh la la. And, uh, There's a great story in my new book that will come out next year about what happened to me on my very first talk there. Uh, I can only tell you that there was blood running down my face. (laughs) But I don't want to give away any of my punchlines from my stories, which is going to kill me because I tell them in every talk I do. Oh, la, la. Okay, well, listen, this show is about to bite the dust. I have to tell you, my puppy, Izzy... I'm trying to get her spayed. Twice now we've tried to get her spayed. And both times she ate something bad the night before, threw up in the morning that she was supposed to get spayed. And they went, no, we can't spay her if she uh, throws up. She's doing this on purpose. She's not even going outside next time she's getting spayed. Next time, we're going to do it. <laughs> hey, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. I certainly appreciate it. Brian, thank you as always. You're great to work with. Hey, everybody, enjoy this weather. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.